Welcome along then to another big match build-up show. And once again, this episode is sponsored by OneFootball. The OneFootball app keeps you up to date with the latest news, stats, match facts, all the latest live scores and more. To be notified of everything else, make sure you check it out by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Safety is secured. And after that balmy draw against Bournemouth, I think it's a collective sense of relief around the world, around the grounds, wherever you watched it from, and for Saints to do it in a couple games to spare. Now, I'm sure you would agree the job that Ralph Hasenhut has done has been nothing short of incredible since December. And finally, the boys can play without pressure this weekend in our final away game of the season as we head to the London Stadium to play West Ham United. So on this week's show, I speak to our favourite Californian correspondent and question what will it be at West Ham? Are there still objectives to be met and the importance of playing without pressure? And as for the opposition, then I speak to West Ham Fan TV. They summarise their season in a nutshell. I suppose, what is next for West Ham under Pellegrini? It, it was very clear that, that Ralph set safety as the goal for the players. You could see it yesterday at the end of the game where they were um, you know, celebrating and, and he, he's given the guys a couple of days off until Wednesday. So uh, it'll be it'll be nice for them to do that. And, and they'll come in with the pressure off. And But still, uh, the 40 points is, is the goal. That's another goal that was publicly stated. This season for us was about stability. Um, so you get that stability, then next season you can go on and kick on. It's been nice. It's not been the most exciting of seasons, but it has been nice to, to not have that worry and that panic because, like you said, it is exhausting. It's just mentally you're constantly thinking about it, you know, and, and, and the possibility. And you're, you're thinking of all the away days you're going to have to go to next season on Tuesday nights. And As usual now, then the episode is available to download if you're clicking the card above my head. If you're watching on YouTube and available on more audio platforms below, the show and if you're already listening along uh, do make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting app to be notified when every episode goes live and do get in touch with us once again where you're joining us in the world it'd be good to hear from you and for those close to home do stay tuned for your bite size away guide and do uh, let us know your score predictions at any time or maybe just your general sense of emotion to be safe at this time this season. So time now then to kick off our West Ham United versus Southampton, an ultimate big match build-up show. So welcome along then to our first half of our big match build-up show, Saints visit West Ham United and I suppose some personal nightmares uh, for the guests uh, joining us all the way from the uh, Springs of California, Matt Markstone, the host of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Good to see you again. Nice to see you, Freddie. Yeah, uh, it's been a little over a year since we sat through whatever that was last time. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a good day. Uh, it started early. And uh, I don't know, I, I have fond memories of the day, even if I have to block out the match. Mm. And I suppose if we if we if we reflect on what was a, a, a significant day yesterday uh, at St. Mary's, uh, an absolute balmy game of football, uh, Saints free, Bournemouth free in the New Forest Derby, the not so South Coast Derby, but I suppose the bottom line is that we are we are staying up. Yeah, that is that is the big uh, the, the big difference between this time we went to uh, this time when we go to West Ham and last year, the pressure is kind of off at this point. And and after the match yesterday, you know, um, it was clear that players understood what was happening as Charlie Austin came in. Kind of, you think he'd want to make an impact on the manager, and the first thing he does is run for the corner and try to hold the ball up in the stoppage time. So 
it was uh it, it was an insane game and uh i i was sitting i enjoyed it i was sitting here watching it and uh, i'm just glad i'm glad we're safe i'm glad the pressure's kind of off now and hopefully now we look towards the future and it sounds like that's what everybody at the club is is looking for and we were just saying off air i suppose uh, this this season as a whole it's been the old cliche uh, a game of two halves if you like but we never thought we'd actually be in this position in a safety in in safety uh, you know sort of back in december but the job that ralph has done since he's been here it is simply nothing short of incredible yeah, absolutely and and people uh, there's been some criticism because we haven't moved up the table much but if you look at uh, the number of points we were on in december and you look at how many points we've earned since then and you just we were we were nailed on for relegation uh, in december and had Ralph not come in and turn things around the way he has, uh, granted, we talked a little bit as well about drop points from winning positions. That's something that needs to be addressed, but, um, the, the team has been miles better, uh, players individually, uh, the team as a whole. And, uh, uh Ralph has done wonders for the team and, and it, it, it makes me excited for the future, which I couldn't say even after the appointment of Hughes last year when we were safe. Mm. And I suppose if we look at the finer details at yesterday's game, it did, you know, it was end to end, it toed and froed. It was like a sort of boxing match, you know, sometimes we're against the ropes, but equally we, we put them on the ropes. And I suppose I actually said to somebody in the stand yesterday, it's like a little game of chess. So if we did this, they do that. I did this and we do that. But, you know, it was a, a great start once again, but not as quick as seven seconds, but an early goal from Shane Long uh, stroking at home after 12 minutes. Yeah. And it was, there was sustained pressure from the team and you could see them. They were, they were out there going for the win, going to, you know, whether they were fighting for safety or they were just wanted to give the fans a, a show. And they did that long puts it home. And, and we, I'm not even sure we know what to say about this anymore because it's just so out of character for him over the past couple of seasons to he's gone from, from, you know, scoring once under four consecutive managers to scoring, I think it's four and five games now. And, yeah, it put us on top. And then very quickly, kind of, they struck back with that, uh, that lethal counterattack, which was, you could see it coming. I think it was one too many center backs kind of committed themselves forward and, and we lost the ball and you could just see, you could see it happening. And, uh, it was well taken by them, uh, a little bit deflating, but, um, we, we came back and you know, we were in it the whole time. And that was, I think that was the, the, the best part about it was neither team kind of put their heads down and let the other team take it, take hold. They, everybody fought back and, uh, I would have preferred a win, but a draw will do. That their equaliser has came about from Eddie Howe introducing Ryan Fraser once again, and and, and you know that the build up to that goal, that's well, I mean their goal itself was their first actual chance in the, in the game, and like you said, I suppose for me it looked like we were also exposing our frailties once more in defence. Yeah, absolutely, and and you look at the starting lineup yesterday, and you look at uh, some of the injuries. I mean. Uh, we've been, I guess, pretty fortunate in, along the back line with, with the, none of those players really getting injured throughout the season. Um, but you look yesterday at the, the starting lineup and the bench with just a couple of injuries. And all of a sudden you realize how kind of threadbare the squad is in terms of, of quality when you have a, a back four, which we would have been happy, I think with Yoshida and Bednarak or maybe even Vestergaard and Bednarak, but you put Stevens in there and he's been a scapegoat a little bit, uh, for the past couple of matches, but once again, you look at some of the, th the mistakes that happened yesterday and yeah, the defense is a little weak. And yeah, I think that that injury, yeah, I think it was an injury that forced uh, how to make the change. And I think that just, that changed the game for them. And, and in the second half, Ralph responded by moving to a back three with Bertrand and things like that, which uh, will come onto that target header, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it was quite a, a chess match from the managers and from the players and um, thoroughly enjoyable, like we said. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, we go into the halftime break at 2-1 down, and especially for us fans of sort of to think that uh, 
Surely it can't happen again. You know, the nerves were were tested, I suppose, at half time. You know, we're going up, you know, obviously down to one. But Ralphie makes the change. Like you say, he introduced Target of Bertrand. The first time we've seen him back at centre back since, I suppose, two or three seasons, whilst Ron and Koeman were, were there. But War Prowse, once again, I suppose, in front of uh, the England manager, Gareth Southgate, uh, drilling at home with his left foot in the bottom corner. Not what I think anybody expected him to do. And uh, that. But once again, that's another player who's had a kind of a resurgence under Ralph and kind of a, a, re, a rebirth almost. He's been so much more aggressive. He's been so much more clinical in front of goal. Um, and he's offered so much more to the team. And he's played out of position at times. I think he's found a position finally uh, in, in a midfield uh, where, you know, we weren't really sure what it, where he was going to fit in. And um, for him to do that and in front of the manager, in front of the fans and and kind of to level it up and, push push us towards safety I think is, is huge for him especially for somebody who's been there for, for as many years as he has mm, and, and another player also flourishing under Hasenhutl setting up the third goal for, for Target's first ever Saints goal Jan Valery with a magnificent cross a, a, a far sort of looping header uh, a cross to find Matt Tiger on the back post and you know put his his first away for, for the Saints as well a couple of was it last summer, maybe the summer before, we were all talking about, oh, we needed to sign Nathan Ake, we need to do this, and and Valerie just kind of, you know, cooked him in the corner and then and then put that cross in, and and not to say that Ake isn't great and and he's not good, but he, um, I think every player is vulnerable to to getting beat one on one, and and not every player that we missed is is a world beater, and so uh, sometimes it's the players that you do have that that have the quality, and Valerie's been in the system for a while, and. So to have him come up and flourish and, and get the opportunity and take it uh, is great. And that cross was great. And I just, you could see the ball coming in and you could see the player on the TV screen making the run. And I had no idea who it was. I didn't realize it was Matt Target. And then the header came and I was, it was, I mean, it was, it was fantastic from him. And it's just not what you expect from him. You expect him to be putting in those crosses, not maybe being on the other end of finishing it off. But I think that's a, a result of Ralph's uh, uh, kind of, encouraging the guys to be aggressive and get into the box and attack the ball. Whereas far too often we've just been sitting back and being kind of uh, passive in, in, in that and waiting for the ball to drop. Mm, and it was wing back to wing back. Uh, I love those sorts of goals. And Dave Meriton was, uh, you know, wooing over it on the commentary on the Saints, uh, on the Saints player. But and even then the game still wasn't finished. Uh, another equaliser from, from uh, Callum Wilson. But this was capitalised on by a dispossession, uh, Stuart Armstrong being dispossessed almost far too easily and, and quite weakly in the middle of the park but, but we've been undone once again from a winning position 27 in total this season how long will this tally keep going obviously with only two games left well I mean hopefully it's, it's zero more points lost from winning positions but we'll we'll have to see and, and I think part of what what will determine that is is what kind of a team we see over the next couple of weeks if it is a time for guys who are maybe auditioning for next year to get into the team or if we are going to go on and push to, to try and move up the table a couple of places because that is uh, millions of pounds difference for every, every kind of position you, you move up. But um, yeah, I thought that Stuart Armstrong, that, that was not a great showing from him and, and he just held onto the ball too long. He had several open passes and uh, went down kind of weakly. And, and once again, uh, I think it shows kind of the, our, our weaknesses are there. As soon as he gives the ball away, you can kind of see this, this isn't going well and you're just kind of cringing and hoping that it doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, it, it was inevitable, I think, that they were going to strike back because that was just the way the game was going. And 
and so so be it. And it could have been a whole lot worse as well. Like I said at the top of the show, I suppose Stevens has been a scapegoat recently, and it was a near fatal error once again at the end of the game. But he advancing forwards, you know, he, he he likes to do that, but tries to play the ball across the middle of the field, intercepted. They break away. Wilson could have been on for a hat trick, but Angus Gunn saves our blushes and. Eventually, I suppose, we must have had the news filtered through to the pitch. And, and whilst, uh, you know, Austin comes on, tries to waste some time, and it's 3-3 and it's in the end. It was a nervy moment because we, it, they kept flashing up on the screen here. You know, if the result holds, Southampton will be safe. And it was just, you know, I, I, I'm not sure I want the players to know that. You know, you kind of do, you kind of don't, because you want to see them, you know, kind of go forward and feel like they have to, to take hold of the game instead of be getting a little bit too passive, because then it's just one mistake away and, you got a guy who wants his hat trick and, and he can, he can, you know, change it for you. And all of a sudden now we have to go in and, and try to get a point or so at West Ham in order to, to guarantee safety. And so it's, uh, it worked out in the end, but we definitely have um, things to work on. And, and maybe that, that means players coming in, maybe it means just more time on the pitch, but I think, uh, for now, at least I'm, I'm fairly relaxed and, and pretty comfortable. Well, that's the Southampton way, uh, the alternate uh, Southampton way. We never make things easy and we, we can go to the London Stadium and on to Huddersfield the last game of the season without any pressure. And, you know, West Ham, a bit of a, I suppose, an anomaly at the moment, really uh, turning over Tottenham at the weekend. And But, you know, sort of didn't look interested in the previous t- previous weeks. It's difficult to pin down kind of what they are this season and, and what they're what they're doing. They've, they've looked absolutely terrible at times. They've uh, they've just not shown up for matches and then they, they show up and, and, you know, are able to, to undo Tottenham, as you said. And, you know, I, I do have a little bit of a nightmare about, about last season and, and Marco on pitch kind of, uh, you know, scoring, I think two in front of us. Uh, and you know, we got beat on a counterattack from, from our own corner last year. Um, I remember a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of that game, maybe more than I want to. Um, but yeah, I think the pressure's off now and, and maybe now is the time where, you'll have some players come in and, and, and just, I, I mean, I don't think we've played a game in the last couple of seasons where we didn't have any pressure on us. I think this is the, really the first time that you'll see the players with a breath of fresh air. And maybe that means that we'll see a little bit more flair from Mario Lamina. Maybe it means, um, maybe it means we'll see some players we haven't seen. Maybe Kane Ramsey gets a start at right back. If, if Valerie is feeling a little bit uh, tight or something from, from the injury or whatever it is. So, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good for the team. Uh, and it'll be nice to finish at home on a, a you know, against Huddersfield who are down and, and that game should be, hopefully it's not, you know, I don't hopefully it's not boring. Hopefully people actually show up and play and put the, put on a little bit of a show for the fans and we can all go off into our summers with, uh, you know, fond memories of the season. Obviously, yeah, last year couldn't get any worse. Uh, you wit- witnessed it yourself, uh, you know, seeing Art Marco and Alex Fitz, uh, best uh, Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars audition. Uh, for in your case but this time it's going to be a feel-good factor no pressure like you say last away game of the season I hear people are going to be well it is usually tradition to go in fancy dress but uh, still 40 points to play for absolutely and um, you know one of those things fancy dress when I hear fancy dress I think people wearing tuxedos uh, <laughs> you would call it I think we call it costume but yeah it, it'll be it'll be nice to see that and it, it'll be nice to you know everybody will be out and having a good day kind of despite or whatever the result is um, but yeah, it, it was very clear that, that Ralph set safety as the goal for the players. You could see it yesterday at the end of the game where they were, um, you know, celebrating and, and he, he's given the guys a couple of days off until Wednesday. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be nice for them to do that. And, and they'll come in with the pressure off and, but still, uh, the 40 points is, is the goal. That's another goal that was publicly stated. So you'll, you'll expect the guys to go out and, and whoever it is, whether it's, it's, you know, guys like Ramsey or just the, the same starting lineup we've seen. 
Uh, I think those guys will be out there playing for that and, and looking to give the fans a good, a, a good showing. And I think that'll be important for us as, um, but like we said, it, it's the season overall, if you look at it, you, you wouldn't say it's been a comfortable ride. You know, it's been, there were times where, you know, we were talking, doing the podcast loss after loss, after drop points, after drop points, it was, it was tough to do. And then same thing with the videos and stuff like that. But now it's, uh, it, I think it's all kind of changed a little bit. And I think we're just looking forward to, to what, what happens in the next couple of games. And then over the next couple of months is the, is the next season approaches. Yeah. And, and maybe one or two players playing for their future at the weekend along to Huddersfield as well. But Final thoughts then, Matt. Uh, sign us up for the score prediction. And uh, I suppose, how can we subscribe to your podcast and now your, your newsletter? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Saints because that's my, my standard prediction. Um, I, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet, but I think we can score some goals. And, and I just kind of, I want a little bit of revenge for last year. Um, and, and obviously, um, that, that was the game that, I mean, that was the, the first time I'd ever walked on and, and seen a, a Premier League pitch. It was, uh, uh, that feeling was, it was a bit overwhelming just um, the whole day. So thanks for, for taking me around and getting me there because there was no way I was going to wind up at the right place if... Uh, you hadn't taken my uh, one hand of me, your rail card and two uh, kind of taking me by the hand and said, just follow me and we'll get there. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. But um, yeah, you can subscribe to the podcast um, by searching Southampton delivery, or uh, you can do it straight from the website at southamptondelivery.com. The sign up there is also for the newsletter, which uh, the podcast is out every Tuesday morning, uh, about eight 15 uh, your time, eight fifteen AM. And the newsletter comes out the same time on Friday mornings. Uh, and you know, uh, we have a different writer every week for the newsletter. It's, it's been a new kind of, uh, thing. And I think it's, it's going pretty well. Um, every time I catch a couple of spelling errors after I've poured over it a couple of times, but it, that, that's it. Matt, really good to speak to you again keep up the good work and we'll speak to you, uh, uh very soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Freddie. Thanks once again, then. Great stuff from Matt, the host of the Southampton Delivery podcast. And do make sure you head over to southamptondelivery.com to find out more and to listen to all the latest episodes. And perhaps if you want to follow him over on his social platforms as well, uh, do check back after the weekend for the latest and the next episode where I will be speaking to Matt about our West Ham result and perhaps my general uh, season summary. So do look out for that one. But a few things to tell you about before we get to uh, your bite-size away guide. Now, the uh, voting for the official player of the season on SouthamptonFC.com is open and voting will remain open until midday UK time on Monday the 6th of May and the winner will be revealed shortly after that. But for me, I think there will be three main candidates. I think they're pretty obvious, but if you're watching on YouTube, then click on the card above my head to cast your vote and maybe if you want to uh, tell us in the comments below who you voted for and why. And another thing then, of course, if you're not already aware, then club legend uh, and local legend Franny Benali is right in the middle of his Iron Fran Challenge. That's seven Ironman triathlons in seven days. Truly superhuman efforts so far. If you haven't already, please donate what you can. A magnificent effort so far, reaching over a combined £750,000 for Cancer Research UK 
a really worthy cause, no less. Uh, to keep up to date with his latest efforts, and if you want to donate, head over to ironfran.co.uk. And just one more thing, and our favourite family-friendly away travel providers, uh, Southampton Away Travel, are on their final coach to West Ham this weekend and also have some limited edition Ralph Hampton t-shirts available to purchase with, I hear, exclusive free cinema screening plus drinks and popcorn at the Odeon Cinema in Southampton. So if you live locally, then get yourself one of those shirts, one of these novelty shirts, no less, but that's all thrown in. Uh, If you want to find out how you can get one of them, head over to southamptonawaytravel.co.uk to find out more. Now then, on to your bite-size away guide then. All train lines to Waterloo from Southampton are greenlit for no engineering works or strikes or God knows what else. But when you get to London, it is your oyster whatever you decide there are plenty of pubs to choose from in and around the the city and of course in and around uh, Stratford uh, plenty to eat and drink in the Westfield Centre but before you even get to the London Stadium you've got two options of course head to Stratford which serves West Ham United and you need to get there either on the central Jubilee or overground lines but having said that, the Stratford station will have major crowd uh, control measures at the station and it's likely to be very busy and might cause you a small delay. But there's also security to get through to even get to the ground. It's like passing through airport terminals before you even get into the ground and into your seats. So do leave around 45 minutes at least for your journey. Alternatively, do head to Hackneywick on the overground line uh, via Camden or Highbury Islington, and there are plenty of good boozers to choose from around there. So order that then to consider. Now that's all out of the way. Time to speak to our opposition, and what will it be for West Ham? So welcome along then to our second half of this penultimate big match build-up show of the season. Joining me on the line from West Ham Fan TV. Dan, good to see you again. How are you, mate? Yeah, good to see you, Freddie. Not too bad. It seems like it's been ages since uh, since the last season since you guys came to our ground. It's uh, been a while, but yeah. Well, actually, uh, the last visit we had was probably the worst experience we've ever had uh, watching a game of football. Uh, one of the worst half an hour or even 45 minutes ever. It was also the nail in the coffin for, uh, oh no, in fact, it was the first game for Mark Hughes. Uh, of course, last time we did see each other, it was over Christmas, uh, or at least I spoke to Nicky uh, just after Christmas. It was a 2-1 win down here. Uh, but, and I suppose if we speak about recent results, uh, West Ham, the first team to, to defeat Tottenham in their brand new stage, and it, it explained that to me. I could, you know what? As soon as you said it, the, the smile just automatically. <laughs> I couldn't it, I couldn't do anything to resist it. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's just one of them things, and um, you know, it was it was it was it was bound to happen. And Tottenham fans, you know, we they, they, I think they're so fed up with us. We we always turn up against Tottenham, and that's the thing. You like. Our players, a lot of our players know what that derby means and they they stepped up big time and, you know, we were brilliant. We deserved the win. And now that's something we can always hold over them. You know, we we were the first team to win at the Emirates, the last team at Highbury. Now we could say the first team to win at 
Tottenham's new stadium. That's in history now. A couple of outstanding players, in fact, on the day. Uh, Papa, uh, is it Diop that got the man of the match uh, by by most of the reports? And actually, I was I was gutted. I was kicking myself because I benched him on my fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, he's he sort of he he was dropped for a few weeks. You no know, favour of Balbuena was coming back of injury, so they tried Balbuena and Ogbonna. And uh, Bono hadn't done too much wrong, you know. He was he was sort of solid and improved, but that Diop and Balbuena partnership that uh, we saw work so well, you know, back in December and you know before Balbuena got injured, is is come back. And I mean, he's an exciting prospect, you know, 21 years old, and to be as good as he is, and he's unbelievable that game. So yeah, definitely a standout player and someone that we're hoping on Saturday is stand out again mm. and one player as well also got his recent uh, albeit in controversial circumstances an England call up and deciding to turn his back on Ireland but Declan Rice really coming into his own breakthrough season for him Apart, you know partly down to circumstances and that Jack Wilshere was never going to play more than 10 games this season and Rice filled, has filled in for him. I mean, he did. He played a big part last season and uh, maybe you're right, if, if Wilshere did stay fit, he, you know, he wouldn't have got as many opportunities. But, you know, he, he has got the opportunities and he's taken them and now it's, he's just one of them players that everyone's talking about, um, you know, impressed for England and uh, to me, should have been one of the, uh, one, one, the young player of the year because Sterling is, you know, I think he should have been up for player of the year. You know, 24, he's Sterling. I mean, when, when when do you say it's, it's cut off to be to a young player? I mean, technically, you could say War Prowse or even a couple of our players are young players. Well, apparently it's 23 is the cut-off because he was 23 when the season started and all that. But he's made over like 200 like appearances in the Premier League. It's, it's, it's madness. So it's one of them things of they probably just wanted to, to maybe have Van Dyke and Sterling both get an award or something, you know, politics in a way of um, trying to give the big teams a, tr- a trophy. But I think Sterling could have been up there for player of the year. And then maybe someone like Declan Rice or Wan-Bissaka or someone could have got the young player of the year. And I think it's good for those young players and it, you know, it's, it's, it's their award and it encourages them as they push on and try and, you know, build their career. And I guess we are, I suppose, at that, that uh, business end of the season. Now, this is going to be your last home game of the season and just one more to go after this game. But uh, I suppose some of your recent results, have, I've seen you up and down like a seesaw, recent complacency, defeats against Cardiff, Everton, Man United, Chelsea. But then who knows what happens? And then they turn Tottenham over last weekend. The, the Man United result, you know, we really didn't deserve to lose that game. You know, um, Anderson was at a, at a goal ruled for offside, you know, unfairly. There was just, just a few moments in that game where VAR would have, you know, helped us out and we would have won. But, we, you know, the performance, the thing is with our, a lot of our players, it seems like they step up against the big teams. They just really, you know, switch their levels up and then get complacent against the teams, you know, below us and in and around us. Um, it's, yeah, it's been frustrating. Our home form for the most part has has been good, apart from the Everton game. We've had good home form. That's what gives me a bit of hope on Saturday that we have had good home form. But yeah, I think maybe the, 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 the one benefit for you guys is we're probably on that high of beating Tottenham now probably might think we can just turn up on Saturday and, and you know roll you guys over which if that if we do come with that mentality then we'll lose not long to go at all and, and obviously the players are looking forward to their summer breaks now do you think the boys will be on the beach I mean just when you think you've figured West Ham out they go out and pull a surprise and 
I suppose that's what summarises West Ham's season uh, this year. You know, the, the the unpredictability of 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 you guys. Yeah, I just, you don't you don't know what to expect. It's really hard to know what to expect. I I do feel like you know it is the last home game of the season. You know they'll have they'll have that mentality of hopefully sending the fans away, and then we'll probably lose to Watford the following week. So you guys, I think, are mathematically safe now. Are you are you mathematically yeah. safe? So, yeah, you know, you guys, after that, that's an exhaust, you know, we know the relegation battle is exhausting. So hopefully for us, your players are on their holidays um, and then turn up, you know, and it gives us an easy game. But, yeah, we just don't know. I mean, we might just have two teams both on their holidays and it's just an awful, boring game. No one really wants to win. Well, I I think personally I'd like to see Ralph really going for it, uh, set the standard for next season as well. But it has been an exhausting season for us, to say the least, you know. But... I mean, much like us, perhaps to a degree, you know, maybe like Newcastle, but a really poor start to the season, but relatively consistent under Pellegrini, I suppose, in the mid part of the season. And you've been floating around mid-table, sort of in no danger of dropping into the relegation fight. Went on different channels, podcasts, radios, whatever. When they just said to me about, asked me about Pellegrini, I said, my goal for this season is to not be involved in relegation battle. That's what I wanted. That's progress because the last two seasons we had horrendous, like we were so close to going down. So I, I wanted us to just have a really, you know, safe season. Of course, seventh and all of that was was a hope, but realistically, I was thinking avoid relegation battle, and we have. Like we we've never been in the conversation. Well, apart from like the first four games, and then. But, you know, you're not in the relegation battle at that point. People just predict you to go down. But we was never in it. Um, yeah, and I think it's something we can build on. Like I said, that's what, if this season for us was about stability. Um, so you get that stability, then next season you can go on and kick on. But, yeah, it's been it's been nice. It's not been the most exciting of seasons, but it has been nice to, to not have that worry and that panic. Because like you said, it is exhausting. It's just mentally you're constantly thinking about it, you know, and, and, and the possibility. You're, you're thinking of all the away days you're going to have to go to next season on Tuesday nights. And, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's been nice. And more expensive away days, I must say, as well in the championship. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's no cap, but we we uh, we, we deviate. But um, I suppose you know, I know Pellegrini's done a, a terrific job, despite some of the doubters. You know, you've also had some long-term injuries. Obviously, Wilshere has been mentioned, but key players like Yarmolenko, I think, it was injured right at the beginning of the season. Lanzini yeah. hardly played much football this season either. Yeah, no, that's it. Balbuena, who you know, has been a great. Uh, centre back for us he, he was injured for quite a long time and um, we've had Winston Reid out who's an experienced centre back Andy Carroll obviously goes about saying <laughs> you know he, he stayed like he stayed fit for the longest time I've ever seen him stay fit but you could tell he wasn't really throwing everything into the game because he was trying to stay fit so he could get a new contract but he, could, he couldn't do it um, Nasri we've had injured for quite a, since we signed him in January so yeah Pellegrini's had quite a few injuries in his first season you know and, and we are trying to build you know this new style of play we've signed a load of new players so it's, it is like a transitional season so I'm just hoping that now we've got some you know some roots and some foundations to build on and kick on but as it's West Ham, it could all go completely wrong. <laughs> and we'll be back down there with you guys in a relegation battle. Well, you guys might kick on, you might swap. That's what happens. We, you might you might be up there and we might be down there battling, you know. Yeah. You never know. The, the, I suppose the, that, that, that is football for you, though, isn't it? You know, no one can really predict really too much what can happen. But I suppose you've, you've summarised the, the season in a nutshell there. So, I mean, you've you sort of teased that uh, maybe both teams might be on the beach, a bit of a... A nil-nil stinker, if you like. But what would you like to see at the weekend? Uh, sign us off with a score prediction. 
I mean, I'd like to see a, a really exciting game. I mean, I'm still actually I'm shocked that we did keep a clean sheet. You know, I was about to say I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, um, but we did. So I do think we'll, we'll probably concede. That's where Sam, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll take our eye off the ball a bit, but um, I think we'll come and just do enough. I think maybe. I think a 3-2. I'm going to go a 3-2, you know. I'm going to go for it. I was going to predict the, the, the old boring 2-1, but you know what? I think last game of the season, I think the the, the crowd will be up for it. Um, yeah, you know, some of the players, I think, and Natovic seems to have, um, you know, got a little bit of his confidence back. And, you know, he, he really, particularly in the second half, he looked brilliant. So if we get Natovic back on form, you know, you've got Antonio scoring goals. Yeah, I think I think three two West Ham, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around. So, well, that's bad news then for saying so. Last season, on out of which caused us all sorts of problems right in front of us whilst we're in the away end as well. I think most of us actually walked out of half time. So, hopefully, it's no repeat of that this year. But Dan, good to speak to you. Uh, just remind us uh, where we can find you, and uh, of course, we will catch up the weekend. Yeah, so obviously West Ham Fan TV on the YouTube channel. You know, we have a lot of fans from all different clubs watching and everyone's welcome. So do check us out on all our social medias as well, Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. And uh, at The Lawless if you want to follow me personally. Great stuff. Good to speak to you, mate. We'll see you soon. See you soon, man. Thanks once again then to Dan from West Ham Fan TV. And as ever, do make sure you check out uh, their channels for all of your West Ham needs and for the fan reactions. But for now, that does wrap up the penultimate episode of the season. Do leave us a comment on YouTube with your score predictions or even your season summaries in below. And we'll be reading some of those best ones out on our end of season reviews in a few weeks' time. Or if you want to be on the show, record yourself, uh, film it landscape, and you can send either your comments or emails, both of them, to theuglyinside at gmail.com. So thank you very much then for watching or listening along. We'll be at West Ham, so check back for your fan reactions. But for now, only one from left for me is come on, you saints. <laughs>